All right, guys, before we get started, um, I felt like it was important to do an intro for this episode. I don't normally do these, haven't done one of these in a bit, but for a couple of reasons. Number one, this show was a bit of a technical, I don't want to say it was a cluster, but it felt like that at times. So I want to back up here for a bit. The last episode you guys have probably listened to at this point was Super Brawl 2. Now, if you remember in that, the first half of the show, we had Jason on the line. We had Jason on the line for, I think, a good 40 minutes of the show. Me and Charlie were in person. Now, normally, when we record, just to kind of pull the curtain back, so to speak. No, not really. You guys all record podcasts. You know how it goes. We have um, we have our mic plugged in the computer, and we go. And I, have, I use GarageBand on a Mac. Uh, I use a program called Soundflower, very common software, you can find it, that allows us to record off of Skype into GarageBand. And I've been doing that now for uh, for a while. I think we finally figured out how to do this, like in season three, maybe. It took a while before it was so arcane. You could literally hear the speaker right up, or the microphone next to the speaker where where the Skype sounds would be coming from. It was just such a mess. But it was kind of fun at the same time. I'll get back to that too. But anyway, this is how we'd normally record a podcast when either one, either either Charlie or both Charlie and Jason were uh, on Skype. That's how we would do it. And then just before we recorded Super Brawl last week was when Skype updated. And for whatever reason, I've not been able to record tracks from there into GarageBand using Soundflower like I used to. And I've gone through a lot of troubleshooting, and it just hasn't worked. I mean, I can record directly in through the mic, but the way that we were used to recording wasn't working. So, unfortunately, um, I'm trying to find a new way. I have to, I'm going to have to probably buy some software, I think, based on some research I've done. Maybe involves getting away from GarageBand altogether. I don't know. Getting away from Skype as well? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, it, there's there's... There are a couple of ways we can go about doing it, but I just wanted you guys, I wanted to want to give you guys a heads up on that going into this episode because normally they sound pretty good. I mean, I know I can always make these things sound better. I, I, ideally, I wish this would sound like literally like you're listening to the radio, that kind of high quality stuff, but I just haven't gotten to that level yet, and that's fine. Um, I admit that, but this episode definitely doesn't fall within the range of what I'd consider awesome uh, technical work. This is what we ended up doing. So we switched to Anchor as our podcast platform, I'd say about two months ago. Now, the Anchor is awesome. Like Anchor provides so many new ways that you can enhance your podcast, post your podcast, distribute it, least of which is the fact that it's free. Like it's, I don't have to pay a premium each month, which is great. You guys have heard me do the read. That's, you may have already heard it, the read when you, before you got to this part of the episode, but, um, it also has something else that's really cool. You can literally record in through their app or through their platform directly to create a, a, an audio file that you can then either post right to your feed or then download and edit. So, that's what we were doing. And the only way you can do it is through the phone. So literally each of us are on our phones recording this. Jason and Charlie sound awesome on this episode. Of course, their content does. It always does. But they literally sound awesome. I love the way it recorded their um, it recorded their audio. I don't sound good on this. <laughs> I'm, I, I will easily admit that. 
um, for whatever reason, recording, recording back into the phone as, as the microphone was just, it, it, it doesn't sound awesome. There are times where it just really sounds weak, poor, whatever, but that's not going to happen in the future. That's going to be something that we clear up going forward. Um, hopefully by next episode, because I really don't want to be recording podcasts like this again, because it feels like we're just really regressing in terms of our quality. Now, having said that, this Best Select Spot Hall of Fame may be one of my favorite episodes ever. And the reason I say that is because it also kind of marks our fourth anniversary, our fourth year as a podcast. Uh, We started around March, April of 2015, and it's incredible to me that we're still going and still having a good time doing it. I will admit to you there are times where I think one or all of us are like, all right, let's let's do it up. Let's do this pod. Let's watch this show, this two and a half, you know, upwards of three hour show. Take notes. It It's a slog. It can be. It can be sometimes this uh, this difficult thing to get through. But what always ends up always ends up happening is by the time we get on the line, we all start kind of talking amongst ourselves. There's, there's a way out. We have, we end up having a good time with it. I think this episode really exemplifies when we got started, that initial kind of love for, Oh my God, we're, we're talking about wrestling. We're recording a podcast that other people are going to hear around the world. That's really cool. Um, this episode really brings that to life again. And it was a really cool moment because among the technical issues, and I'll get into a few more specifics in a bit, what was really great was I just felt like we had a really good time with an episode that I felt like I had no outline, no really good outline for whatsoever. We'd put out some bullet points, but I was thinking in my mind, oh my God, like I'm very used to structure. I like having the podcast very structured out probably to the annoyance of Jason and Charlie at times, but um, I just, just the way my mind works with these, I like to be prepared. I don't like, I hate when somebody asks me something on the pod and I don't know, or, or I just have to make up something to sound like I have an answer. That's the worst. Preparing is always really important to me. And this episode, like, you know, did a fair amount of preparation, but I felt like I was like, man, I feel like I'm really behind on this, but it didn't matter because this was so much fun. This kind of, So this all ties in together now with the technical problems and with this being kind of a fun show. You guys are going to hear in the last, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> Poor Jason drops, like, for whatever reason, the Anchor platform just dropped him off. I dropped him off a couple of times. And we just had to, like, we had to stop the recording, export it, restart a new recording, bring everybody back in, and go again, and just pick up where we left off. Except there were so many funny moments that I had to leave them in. I had to leave them in so you can just kind of hear us horsing around a little bit. And I know sometimes it's like, oh, you guys have all these in-jokes and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or if somebody's wheezing so much, that's me. I'm the wheezer. Serial wheezer me. But um, it's I I think that stuff's really fun because one day when my kids get older, I want them to listen to be like, oh, wow, this is my dad having fun with his friends. Like, you know, this is something that's really cool. and I, it also just kept making me think like, wow, after four years, we could still have these really cool moments together. And I just, it, I, and I, and I don't know if it would have been the same without the, the, the issues with getting the podcast recorded in the first place. I don't think we could have pulled it off the same way or would have been as much fun. So I just wanted to take a moment and tell you, A, it's not going to sound like this in the future and B, 
four years later, it's still a great time. Um, I love recording this podcast with with Jason, with Charlie, and I really hope one day we can get Martin back in here as well so we can really have, like, really bring it back around to that that season two, season three groove that we had. So with all that being said, enjoy the Best Best of Luck Spot Hall of Fame. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of the New Blood Rising podcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the New Blood Rising podcast, and we are here at last. It is the Best of Luck Spot Hall of Fame, taking place fittingly over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I'm William Rankin, joined by Jason Kiesler. Very excited to be here. Charlie Stabile. WrestleMania is tonight? <laughs> All right, so, okay. No, 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 I'm right, never, never <laughs> It's not tonight. This is coming out the weekend of WrestleMania. Oh. Charlie, it's not even <laughs> Christmas yet. Well, shit. The illusion is shattered oh, that we don't man. do these the day of. I, well, I was like, wait a minute. I had plans tonight. <laughs> so this, is, this has been, I, technically this has been years in the making. Like long time ago, way, way back. It was a, it, it was during the what people have come to call like that this terrible era of WWE, which is like the the 2010 11 era, like pre CM Punk pipe bomb, where it's just like oh this is such a slog. But nevertheless, there Charlie and I were in an apartment watching Raw every Monday, despite like not being super excited, but hoping that something would happen. And then all of a sudden, and I I can't remember the exact moment it started, but. To throw one out, it might have been when Daniel Bryan was wrestling Chris Jericho and decided to go for a suicide dive that's it. through the middle room. <laughs> was, was that the fuck incident? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, and, and one of us, or both of us near the same, at the same time, we're like, well, best of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> and when he landed outside, we were just, oh, fuck, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that, and just one of those things that just laid embedded for years, and uh, you know, Philip Goad's going through the whole catalog. He could probably tell us when it actually appeared first on the podcast, but it appeared sometime during the run of this. We started joking about these spots that are in matches where they're not botches, and that's, that's something I really want to stress is that botchamania is about botches. This is not about botches. These are spots that are really dangerous that maybe people think through and do it anyway <laughs> even though there may be some very dangerous hazard involved they 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 do these spots and we started discovering it we threw it out there on the pod and then it just kind of steamrolled into the hashtag and now we're at the hall of fame and this is gonna be really fun a lot of fun uh, real quick what are you like what do you what do you guys think of like best of luck spots like when you see one like what really like speaks to you as a best of luck spot starting with jason what do you think uh, I think it's a uh, best of luck spot is something that is uh, a perfect celebration of bad decision-making. Um, as you said, it, it doesn't have to be a botch, but it's just like one of those. It's like, there's that split second where someone has the opportunity to go, you know, this could go horribly wrong. 
And then that devil on their shoulder just goes, fuck it. And they just do it anyway. That, that, that's the best look spot to me. Um, or, uh, you know, someone just <laughs> outright shitting in the face of something. So, well, <clears throat> Charlie, what, what, like, when you, what, when you see something, you're like, oh yeah, that's a best of luck spot. Um, like anytime, like there's build up to it, like, like, cause the ones that are surprises are a lot of fun, but you know, when it looks like they're about to do something, that's when it gets really exciting. Like, oh God, what did they talk about before this match started? Yeah. <clears throat> like, oh, this doesn't look good at all. Uh, and, and it's even actually funnier when it turns out to be a botch. Um, you know, like a great example is, is cause it could have gone wrong every single Monday he was doing it. But, uh, a- anytime John Cena broke out the springboard stunner, um, <clears throat> this whole, the whole, uh, the, 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 the physics portion of that move always just fascinated me. So you're going to go flying backward grab the guy, and then you're going to change your physical uh, movement to go down. It's like, man, like this could go so wrong. And it, it just never, that's one of those things. It just never looked right. And you know that they talked about that in the back. And <laughs> God bless whoever the first guy was. He went, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it could, uh, it could go horribly wrong. Yeah. 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 So I've always... I've, huge fan of I, I look for this every time I watch a wrestling show like okay what's what's what what's the most dangerous and ridiculous looking thing that they're going to try to do tonight so what we decided like the, the way we kind of constructed the show was like we we had first sent out we asked you all the fans to come up like to send us links to what you would nominate as a best luck spot hall of famer and then once we kind of compiled the nomination, sent them back out. And then the top five that receive votes are going to be going into the, uh, to the fans vote tonight is just fittingly called the, um, uh, I believe we call it, we do it for the fans or is that, or is that the warrior word we call it? Yeah. I think the warrior word is what we've dubbed. We do it for the fans. Is that right? <laughs> I thought that was, is that right? I thought that was, we do it to the fans. <laughs> oh, we do it to the fans. That's it. Never mind. All right. Scratch it. So it's just the, Never mind. So it's the fan entry. So we're going to start off. We're each going to, um, we'll talk about these five here. And these are some pretty good five. I, I'm really impressed with some of the ones that the, the fans came out here with. So the first one I want to start off with, we just entitled it, The Beverly Brothers Destroy a Job. <laughs> now, when you look on the internet, this can take a variety of forms. Jobber gets killed by the Beverly Brothers. Jobber kills himself against the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> there are a lot of different names for it, but all you need to know for this is like this is probably in like the that 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 first. I I'll be honest. I did not know how seasoned the Beverly Brothers were before they came to WWE. Obviously, because I was like what ten when I was watching when they came in there. So. I, they were just a heel tag team that like you really didn't like. And just by the way they looked, the way they acted. And I'll be honest, I completely forgot what their finishing move was. But, you know, during just some why not episode this? of Superstars, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what this was supposed to be. And when I read comments, like people are like, what well, did the jobber know what was going to happen and just didn't did something they weren't supposed to to set it up? It's an it's a it's a two man maneuver here, obviously, by the title. They Irish whip the guy in. And then one almost lifts him up like a flapjack. It's a Dudley and death other, drop. You know? Yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to catapult the guy, so to speak, into the air. And the other 
brother, I forget, I forget which one does what, but just go with me. One of the, the other brother grabs a guy by the head and just slams this poor guy like right on a stack of dimes. Like it looks like this guy is immediately like, all right, we got to get some fusion going on in here. This guy's neck is in shambles. It is hilarious to watch, but it's not the best part. <laughs> the best part. <laughs> the best part is Vince McMahon on commentary. Going, oh, no. <laughs> and I, I saw an extended version of this clip where like, this guy just gets dropped on his neck. Now in wrestling, when a bad spot happens, like usually the other guy like tries to do something, doesn't happen always, but most time tries to protect the guy for the remainder of the match if they're gonna they're gonna finish it up. Instead, no, this guy they they do the classic like bad guy wrestling cover. William Regal used to do this all the time. Where like if he if you had you in a pen, he would he would turn your head. The forearm. <clears throat> yeah. They do that to this guy. Like, no. <laughs> I, My neck is broken. I just like the idea that uh, this might have been going on during Vince's steroid trial. And the <laughs> oh, no, might have been worry for, oh, God, I don't need any more problems. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, not really a concern for the jobber in question, but yeah. <laughs> but for his bank account. <laughs> like, that, uh, that's what I like. He takes it just like that guy, that, the, the guy that Triple H killed with a pedigree. Another classic. Yeah, classic. I'm sad that's not going in, but because that's one of the all-time great uh, uh, best of luck spots. Which, but but that's another case where I don't think the guy, just like here with the Beverly Brothers, I don't think either of these two guys knew what the move was. Right. I mean, I I've looked at it and I was like, is did he think he was taking a backdrop spot? Like you know, did, did, and is that why the guy's kind of flipping or what? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Jason, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, the dude goes like 20 feet in the air. <laughs> I think that's a, the, the big problem is like, I don't remember a whole lot about the Beverly brothers, um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the clip now and the guy that they're throwing up is really small, especially for that time period of the WWE. So I don't know if, if Beverly brother one, I don't, can't remember their names. Bowen <clears throat> just shot like you know put a little too much oomph into it and the guy's like here's my chance and he goes way up and then just it's weird is as, as, as high up as he goes like you were talking about the um the weird physics of cena's springboard stunner this guy goes from a forward up momentum to an instantly straight down and the other beverly brothers let me help you and just like <laughs> just, just pushes him down even more um it, it's insane and the, I love the the complete and total disregard. Like, well, I just murdered a guy. Let me get my pen. So it's it's fantastic. It's really strange that he he lands like on the back of his head. Yeah, but but still, and the, and his face at the same time. Yeah, and then he still manages to fall in the way that you don't expect him to uh, fall, like land. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a scary spot. It's one I wish the wrestling arcade uh, um, would 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 make a would make an eight big gift for because it would. It's so it's just a wild oh, thing I'm to watch. I'm sure that's coming. I love those guys. Can, can you imagine Charlie? Like you, because you. And the reason I mentioned you specifically is you remember this show in Charleston where the Beverly Brothers suck on Hogan and Beefcake. Yeah, my first show. Mm-hmm. 
Can you imagine Hogan? No, brother. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that's for Bukaki over there. Yeah, yeah do it to. I'm not doing that, brother. <laughs> no, no way, brother. Not no way, no how. <laughs> you tell the proof. So, he's going to uh, get it. Um, that brings us to our second fans' vote into the best look spot Hall of Fame. This one, it's not really appropriate to laugh at this one because this is actually pretty serious. Uh, but, you know, it, it truly is like one of those, like, I, I struggled a bit in my mind. I was like, does this really qualify as a best look spot? Like when is this like intentionally evil? But, you know, oh, hey. Oh, no, not <laughs> that one. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's just just walk it through it here. So this happened. Um, this wasn't that long ago. No, this was last year, late last year. Like, I feel like around November. So Puerto Rican star Cuervo was competing in a death match in Mexico City against Angel Odemanio. And so Cuervo, a.k.a. the Raven, had repeatedly struck Demanio, Angel or Demon, is what he's also referred to as, with a steel chair before Demonio went backstage and returned to the ring armed with a concrete block. As Cuervo leant down, Demonio then launched the block at him, striking his opponent on the head. The 44-year-old, real name Jamie Correa, was knocked unconscious and after staggering to his feet was rushed straight to the hospital where he underwent brain surgery, uh, emergency brain surgery to remove a blood clot. Uh, a post on his Facebook page from his agent said the surgery was successful. Demonio, real name Hector Gonzalez, had been widely condemned by the wrestling community for his attack on Cuervo and had been and has been indefinitely suspended by Mexico's Boxing and Wrestling Commission. But the real fun part is Kurt Angle tweeted, give me 10 seconds with that stupid motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't be anywhere near the business. Bubba Ray commented immediately and said, wouldn't, I don't think, I think you could do it in five. <laughs> and so that's, you all have seen this. Like, I, this was pretty, this was sent to us pretty much immediately after it happened. Um, again, like, I struggle with the best select spot quality to it, but it certainly is, like, in this guy's mind, like, I, it'd be nice to think that he wasn't aiming at the guy's head, but from the angle, when it's a guy in the ring throwing it at a guy out of the ring, I, I don't see, <laughs> I don't see how physics are on your side to hit anything but the man's head. So, that's nevertheless I, I i feel like john ritter and bad santa like uh, it's, <laughs> it's nevertheless our second entry into the best look spot hall of fame jason what are your thoughts on this one uh i've seen the uh the, like, the televised angle from it from the cameramen that are behind it and it's even grosser and, and that close up um the the one that from the link that we have being that kind of far away it's it's you know, it's a little comedic, but it's like, it's a straight, you know, straight shot to his head. I'm with you as far as, uh, uh, but I mean, my, de- you know, my definition of, of the best of luck where someone has a, a brief moment to go, maybe I shouldn't do this. I don't think that ever crossed that guy's mind old uh, angel or demon, whatever he was. He looks like, you know, it looks like Danny DeVito from always sunny. Just, you know, the, the gang goes to Lucha and, and it's, it's how that show would turn out, um, which isn't funny in the sense that, you know, this one dude who, you know, he's, I, he's done. Right. I, I don't think that either one of them are ever wrestle again. Yeah. One of them, obviously for, for different reasons, but yes, I don't. And I did, I haven't looked that article 
was dated November of last year. I have a hard time believing that guy's been reinstated. <laughs> right. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not too worried about him. It's like the, you know, the Cuervo guy, like, cause you know, a couple, uh, like two years ago when sexy star went off on Rosemary and like dislocated her arm. I mean, that totally sucked and everyone was ready to blackball her. And it was this whole debacle of, of stories changing. This is just straight up. Like, why did this guy do this? Like, why did he go? I mean, you can't, you can uh, tell those are not the, the rig cinder blocks for, for cinder block right. stuff. I was going to say, unless this guy got like the Paul Manafort trial where it's like, this guy's abandoned definitely. Okay, two months. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> Wait a minute. He I, has money. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, uh, but Charlie, what do, you, what do you think of this one, man? A couple of things. Um, who's, the, who's the guy on the receiving end? What was his name? Cuervo. Uh, Cuervo, yes. Okay, so this is Cuervo. Um, so even if this wasn't discussed in the back, because I do struggle with this being a best of luck spot, but even so, even if this wasn't discussed in the back, don't you think it would have been a little odd, like being Cuervo and seeing a cinder block in the ring? Like, what's that for? (laughs) Hey, brother. (laughs) Hey, pal. Uh, (laughs) What's that? (laughs) I hate to laugh. What safe thing are you going to do? Like, here's, here it is. The only safe thing you could do with a cinder block, and this is pushing it, is doing that old Al Snow bowling ball spot. That's the, really uh, it. There was an alternative. They, when the NWO attacked Steve Austin, they took a cinder block to his knee. But wasn't but that it fake? Like, this, yes, of course. It disintegrated immediately. Right. That was a gimmick. It, once. it, it almost but, disintegrated in Hogan's hand. Like, <laughs> that's how powerful he is, brother. Yeah, like, I remember that. Um it's it's an awful spot. I remember when it was sent to us, and it was I never wanted to see it again. I mean, it was just disgusting. Uh, and the guy Cuervo, it's awful. Like if it, that he can't. I guess he's he's had to retire, which is you know a really horrible thing. The other guy should be in jail because uh, I don't see like if this was like on a regular street in in the United States, this would be attempted murder. Like and. Any other situation, yeah. like if you're on the first floor of an apartment building and a guy's walking by the, on the street and you throw a cinder block at his head, that you're going to jail. So yeah. I don't understand yeah. why things like this are protected in pro wrestling. Um, and, I, like, and I do want to clarify, because like, if, if, if this had killed him, um, like th- there's the line right there. Uh, like, no, no best of luck spot anything. It's just... Uh, it's just awful. That's that's the only reason why I'm okay really with it going in is because the guy's still alive. But you know, to have brain surgery, like this is this is a truly disgusting thing. Uh, that that's how I feel. So on a lighter note, um, <laughs> we we can shift gears to something that's a little bit more you know fun to talk about. It's Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson is just. I mean, Ahmed Johnson. You know, to, for whatever it's worth, you know, probably not the not the most successful WWF or pro wrestling career ever, but s- sprinkled sprinkled us with so many moments of just entertainment. You know, whether they're intentional or not, from the way he talks, which is indecipherable at times and has been very much lampooned and made fun of over the years, to his extremely, I guess careless is the nicest way to put it, wrestling style, because it just seems like anybody in the ring, especially if you were not a name, was in serious jeopardy to like make it to the next show. 
I'd love a wrestler to come out and say Ahmed Johnson was the safest worker. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like your Bret Hart. Yeah, exactly, it's Bret Hart. It's just when you wrestled on that Johnson, you, it was basically like having a night off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have the next couple weeks off. <laughs> Imagine if Seth Rollins power bombed or Ahmed Johnson in the box. Oh, no. He's gonna sell it like Luger getting the stinger splash and just <laughs> explode out of the corner with a clothesline. Um, uh, so, dude, what would have happened to his I mean, trunks if he got the uh, the power bomb into the turnbuckle? Those those <laughs> trunks would be up to his teeth. <laughs> of course, another if the trunks is another thing. Like constantly, the poor man did not have tights that fit him at ever. Like never, ever. Or maybe he refused to have ones that fit him. I don't know. He showed his um, ass. Of course, we did encounter. Floor. We did encounter him as. Big T, I believe, in uh, season one yeah. uh, in WCW. Mm-hmm. As the but, new um, Harlem Heat. That's right. Or Harlem Heat 2000. So, was that it? Yeah, and then he <laughs> took the T from Booker, so he became just Booker. <laughs> we had a match over a letter. <laughs> That's right. That's Better than a shampoo commercial from Japan. I'll take a consonant. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Ahmed Johnson, like there's some, there's so many, like there's so many spots that you can nominate for best look spot. I liked where somebody mentioned he should probably have a wing in this Hall of Fame for just his work. Um, there's obviously that one where he puts Clarence Mason through the table that just looks re- just unbelievably unsafe. Just terror. Was it was it Clarence Mason? Is that the yes. one who eats it? Yes. Okay. Then there was the this one. D'Lo, the Pearl River plunge on the roof of a taxi cab during the oh, first yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, just a terrible idea. The Pearl River plunge like provides so many moments of like entertainment where you're just wondering, is this the time? Is this is this when it's going to happen? Somebody's just going to die. He's gonna, like, is this the moment? He's going to land like that guy in the Beverly Brothers match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This poor guy just the. the <laughs> Our, our entry into the best look spot Hall of Fame here, voted by the fans, is Ahmed just chucks a guy. Is the best way to describe it. I don't even know how to label this type of suplex. I don't even know if Kurt Angle could. Kurt Angle could probably wrestle with himself trying to figure out what to name this move. But Ahmed just picks up this poor jobber and just chucks him over his head across the ring. And I, I just can't believe the guy didn't splatter and just turn into goo <laughs> right there. So. It's really about all there is to it. Jason, what are your thoughts on the Ahmed Johnson spot? Well, the guy's pants are clearly the reason he didn't explode into a million pieces because when you watch it, I can't tell how many rotations his legs actually take because of these pants flying around. Over. But I, I see, like, this is clearly a 720 splash of your not your own volition um, is what's happening. It's Because it's, it's like two full rotations, and this poor guy just – I don't know if he lands on his shoulders, on his neck, or on both his shoulders. I, I don't know. Um, but the fact that the guy rolls over and double sells it, and the clip ends with Ahmed going to fix his trunks because they're halfway up his ass, of course. Um, and, and that's to me, that's just the icing on the cake. It's like, I just murdered this dude. Let me get this wedgie out. Um, it, it's pretty fun. It's a nice palate cleanser to the previous one. So uh, that's really all I got to say about this one. Charlie, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on the Ahmed Johnson spot? Fucking hysterical, right? Because you know when you sent that link, I was like, okay, oh Ahmed Johnson chucks a guy, and I'm thinking it's the Clarence Mason spot, 
and and I completely forgot that about this spot. And I was laughing my ass off. It's just because I, I was a big fan of Ahmed Johnson when I was a kid. Um, like you said, he's provided us with several moments of hilarity. Uh, the one where, like, even when Goldust kissed him, his his reaction to it is so funny. And I think it's because he didn't know it was going to happen. But uh, I, Ahmed, like, I remember, like, he's kind of a punchline now. But, I mean, they were building him up to be something. Uh, yeah. He was like the head, the the leader of the mid card for a, for a while there, and he had great size. Of course, his microphone skills are brutal. Uh, just look at the YouTube videos of um, WWF Warzone for the PlayStation One uh, when they do the video backstage segments, and Ahmed Johnson is just pointing and yelling. It's so good. But this spot, yeah, uh, I think he was going for one move, and then. Uh, just changed his mind at the last second <laughs> to do something else. And what we got was what we got. Uh, there's really not a whole lot to say about it. This is typical Ahmed Johnson, <laughs> and I miss the guy. So that, all right, so Ahmed Johnson's a funny one. This other, this next one, it's uh, it's humorous to an extent, I guess. Um, I'll be honest, I was unfamiliar with this particular person until – I kind of had to look at, I saw the moment, of course, like piqued everyone's interest. And this was another one like the cinder block episode where we were sent this immediately. And that is just simply entitled Walter's Slaps. So I guess this, uh, this is a WWE UK. This only happened a few months ago. This one just kind of snuck in uh, right as we were uh, cranking out the, the nominations and the first ballot for these. So Walter, who's not a very old guy, uh, he's from Austria. He's just called Walter on the on WWUK. He wrestles in other promotions um, outside of there, but he's in the ring with I, it's. Um, help me, as a Jack I, or something. Oh, the, I'm trying the to British remember guy with the umbrella. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's it. London Jack uh, Kavorkian. I don't know. <laughs> Jason, do you know who it is? His um, name's I, just, I, I can't tell if that's Trent. I can't tell who it is in this clip. Um, they're really <laughs> tiny, but it's not the guy with the umbrella. Um, oh, it's not him? No, oh. it's not. It's, it's, Jack it's, not Gall- right? it's not Jack Gallagher. No, because Jack Gallagher is Union, uh, Union Jack. Here, and he's uh, But I don't know who this guy is. But, but <laughs> Vault, it's pronounced with a V. Um, his slaps are not just from this clip. Like That's one of the things he's known for. If you guys have you yeah. find it on YouTube, his match with PCO is mm-hmm. incredible, and that's that that's that's the Mountie. He somehow <laughs> resurrected himself and has a really badass independent wrestling career um, and, and fun ass gimmick. Um, but like these are they're they're just loud. You know how like remember the the Big Show spot where he the frying pan chop or he'd put them in the corner and make everybody quiet. This dude just goes. You just take him. Um, and the match was talking about him and PCO. PCO's chest was like a a new shade of purple um, when they were done. And these things are just brutal. Um, the you know it's a really it's just that I guess the one slap in this clip and, and we're it's the best look spot because of the sound. Um, but there's there's much better examples of this if this is what we're going to get and to induct in the Hall of Fame. Yo. Yeah, um, I I really thought it was interesting to look at the photo afterwards after the match like it's literally like a red paw print across this guy's chest and it just looks horrific like all the blood vessels just exploded in this guy's chest 
from every part of this guy's hand once it's struck. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, did he, is he feuding with Pete Dunn yeah, or something? Gonna, is he running? He's going to probably be the person that takes the, the UK title off Pete Dunn. So Pete Dunn can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, the guy is like, he, he's only, I, I want to say he's just barely, what, 30, maybe 32. He's only, he's been wrestling a long time, though. Yeah, I, I was really impressed just like looking like just because like, I when I first saw him, I was like, oh, this guy looks like he's been around a while. So, like, yeah, yes, but he's not that old. So he's one of those guys that like start wrestling at a at a younger age. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's uh, fine. I, I'll be honest, like I I'm I'm not crazy about like like a spot where somebody's just deliberately just going to hit somebody as hard as they can. It I, I don't know, but I, it does qualify as a best luck spot because this was. If it wasn't talked about, it was pretty much guaranteed since th- this is what this guy does. That you're going to take this. So, well, <laughs> best of luck to you, pal. Charlie, what do you think of this? I'm not impressed. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's just chops. I've, I, uh, you, you told me about this. You set me up for this before I watched it. And I was like, well, it's got to be on here for a reason. Yeah, he's a big fuck, and it's NXT, and we fucking love NXT. Uh, like, like I, I, It's just... I've seen Big Show do this. I've seen Great Kali do this. And, yeah, I get it. He hits hard he, with his chops. Uh, um, so so the fuck what? I, 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 I really, I, I really, like, there are a million other things could have gone in other than this. It's just a chop. And unless he's chopping him in the throat, then. Uh, <laughs> chop his head he off. Chop his head off. Like, do a real chop. And. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's purely a, for spectacle purposes. I mean, because of the size difference. And I'll be honest, that guy could go to the gym once or twice a day. I think uh, he's uh, you know, just looking at him. I'm like, look at this fuck. You know, uh, like I, I'm just really like, like, what, like, not to not to go down the fans' throats here, but like, what, like, what the hell? You, you had five picks, four of which I really like, and then there's this thing. Like, why? It's just I, I get it, but. I have no connection to this whatsoever. Uh, zero, zero out of 10. Uh, Jason, what are like, did you have, I know you kind of set it up for us. Thankfully, I appreciate you coming in and kind of giving a little bit more background on, do you have any other thoughts on it? No, like, I mean, like if we're going to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little nicer than Charlie. So if we're going to get a Walter's chops, like let's get something from, his independent stuff where it's not just the idea of watch this big guy hit this guy. Like, like, I mean, his chops are brutal. They're cool. Um, as far as, you know, when you're watching a wrestling match, that's, you know, if you're going to see people pretend to, or not, you know, have a choreographed fight, you want there to be some kind of connection, uh, physically and his hits definitely do sound like it in the aftermath. But I mean, you know, eh, I mean, I'd rather have this than someone getting clubbed in the head with a cinder block. Yeah. I'll give you that. (laughs) I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I would co-sign that as well. All right. So I'm glad we're ending it with this one though. This one's, this one's so much fun and it's not even pro wrestling based. This probably could have, if it didn't go in here, it probably could have gone in in one of the, the other categories we've got. It's simply entitled Owen Hart pile driver. <laughs> <off the shopping. laughs> oh man. So this doesn't involve pro wrestling at all. It just happens to be this ended up being a pro wrestling move that this poor young lady accidentally took. So to kind of set it up, 
as best I can. Like this is probably at some either party, maybe it's a concert, whatever. I, I'm not positive, but one it's a guy who has a girl on his shoulders who has a girl on her shoulders. Right. Am I correct? Oh yes. Yeah. And the girl on the, I'm trying to remember who, is it East? Am I, am I overthinking this, but is it the girl on top who just starts to like fall backwards, she throw, like lose her balance? Yeah, she throws her weight around. <laughs> she, but in the process, like, so I'm trying to think like how physically this, this it works. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how it happens because her head has to completely like, you know, go under her crotch and like, there's no easy way to say this and then just land perfectly. I mean, just absolutely has the, like, it's one of the most perfect pile drivers I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part I, i've got it going right now and it looks like the girl in the middle is the one who loses her balance she starts falling backwards so the girl on top who's still in her sitting position realizes oh no i'm falling and instead of maybe trying to let go and do her own thing she grabs hold of the person who is falling and meanwhile panama jack the base of this whole thing <laughs> just lets him go he just like at some point just goes all right i mean like <laughs> like, it's, it's so it's just and it is then it's a smooth like this is what high energy's finishing move should have been back in the day oh, wow. just coco yeah. holding him and owen jumping up off the top rope just grab boom just like cue yeah. that dun 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 dun, 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 dun and it's fine it's over um and you know this is one of those like uh the other than i think probably being shook up i think they're they're okay um, but you know, it, it, thank God it was sand and not asphalt. It, it is funny that nobody seems to really be worried. Everyone's just kind of like, oh man, no, that a, sucks. That's the fourth one today. <laughs> Shit. Woo, I mean, it, it, be on in a minute. <laughs> it is a best of luck spot because if anytime you put one person on your shoulders, yeah, that can be risky. That's to have a second person on top of them is really, really just like you're just asking for. You're asking, you're asking for an Owen Hart file drive. This is like a super electric chair. This is like the electric chair from like Ernest goes to jail. Like, like, th like this is highly dangerous because, yeah, because I was trying to, I was thinking, how do you justify this as best of luck spot? Well, they both agreed to go on top of this, this little 90 pound dude's shoulders. <laughs> That's really good. This is more rewatchable for me than Jurassic Park. Uh, I, I have... <laughs> I have seen this thing probably 50 times. I, I, I can't. It, it's, it's such a perfect moment in human history. <laughs> because wow. it, the, the, the execution of the move is precise. Like, I think this girl missed her calling. She should leave the pharmacy or whatever and, uh, and, and head down to uh, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that rounds it out. That is the um, the fans' votes. A, a, a nice mixed bag for better or worse. And I think that's a very hold on. One more thing. Uh, yeah. Who called this the womb stone pile driver? That would have been me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget that. No, that's. <laughs> categories the first one here is each of us is going to be talking about or we're going to induct one that we just personally 
it's just called a host pick'em, and rightfully so, because each of us has one that's automatically going to get pushed in. It may have been one that was on the ballot. It may not be. Um, there, we'll each give some reasoning for it. The first one up here is Jason. Jason, can um, let's go ahead and start with what is your what is your pick'em here? Well, for my host pick'em for the inaugural pick for New Blood Rising podcast, best of luck spot Hall of Fame. I had to go with two gentlemen who made an impact on the world. Literally, there's a hole in the ground where one of them's head hit the earth when this is over with. So um, my introduction is this is the two guys with white noise off the roof, kind of sort of through a table. Um, this is back like bad idea. Backyard wrestling at its <laughs> best, I guess, um, with with just. All in all, stupidity. I don't know whose idea it was. And the best part is the clip that, that's there has, there's an edit. There is a cut while they're on the roof and the guy has him up to get him into the white noise position. Almost like someone went, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And then it's a split second that comes right back for the guy to jump off. And uh, you just hear, as soon as that you hear the crash of the table, you hear the thud of their them hitting the, the ground. And then you just hear the cameraman with the best commentary since Vince's. Oh no, you guys okay? Like, <laughs> and all of this, like, because this this is a this is a full YouTube video. It's not just a GIF or anything. It's this the the one person who's standing there watching has no reaction. You just he doesn't move from the back of his head. Then you don't see him again. Meanwhile, the guy in the pinhead shirt is screaming and writhing in pain. And you hear someone coming out going, what did you do? What did you do to my table? What did you do? And the guy, again, the camera guy comes over and goes, you need anything? It's horrible. And then, like, here they are screaming. And the other guy goes, I'm seriously hurt. I'm seriously hurt. And, again, this camera guy, who I think he's a sociopath, there's no emotion in this guy, just kind of zooms, like, starts moving the camera over to the other dude. And that's when he sees the hole in the ground and just zooms in on the hole. <laughs> I mean, this this is, like, when, when someone sent this to us on Facebook, way I mean, it was a while back and it's just always stuck with me because this is like they had they had several chances to go you know maybe jumping off of our house through this table isn't the best idea or at least kind of plan a little bit better and move the table out further although i don't know how that would have helped <laughs> to be honest but man i, I that that's me what, what do you guys think uh charlie you go ahead you start sure uh i needed a reminder of this one this is so hard to watch, yet it's, it's, it's incredibly funny. And it's because of this Stephen Wright-esque cameraman who couldn't really care less and has like the, the most deadpan delivery since Leslie Nielsen. Uh, just, you guys need anything? Yeah, all right. And, and these guys are continuously screaming on the ground. Uh, and I, I just, I couldn't help but wonder like, if you were a neighbor across the street, just peeking out the window to see what, what goings on were happening in the uh, neighborhood today. And you saw this just, just honey, you got to see this man. And, <laughs> and cause it's absolutely insane. Backyard wrestling is so stupid. 
uh, like especially the hardcore kind, and because this is this just doesn't make any sense. And and you know these guys don't have health insurance. You, <laughs> you just know it. <laughs> Nobody who would do this has health insurance. So um, th- this is a stellar pick, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Thank yeah, you. the the whole the hole in the ground, the commentary, like just what, like why would you do this move, like like uh, of all moves, like it's not what I don't even I, I can't remember what this is called. It's not it's not a Death Valley driver, but it starts off that way, and then the guy's head is tucked underneath. It looks the like arm. a greeting it's from the Asbury white, Park, or a, it's uh, white noise. It's Seamus's noise. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, <laughs> the. It has all the elements. That's and it's, if it was just the move alone off the roof, I don't know if it would stand out as much. Just because it's like, oh, but the camera guy is truly the star of this. <laughs> and then, and then that hole in the ground, like because I I forgot about the hole in the ground until I just watched the whole thing all the way through again, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> that's unreal. <laughs> I, I mean. Perhaps an investment in a second table to help break the fall would have been ideal to create a bigger landing zone. Perhaps not. Or just go inside and play SmackDown versus Raw. Uh, Bingo. (laughs) I can just see the sand woman looking through the blinds. Sand woman. What was was her name? Um, (laughs) Um, But uh, the the thing about this, too, is the backdrop. This looks like the neighborhood from Edward Scissorhands because every house is a different color. Just like it's, oh, it's wow. and they just go boom and oh my god, yes, it's it's the whole thing is is it's not just the moment, it's the whole thing. That's why I chose this. So up next we've got what's called like we have we had to have a warrior. We had to, but it's not obviously in the same frame that the WWE's version of the warrior award is. This is <laughs> no. This one actually makes sense. We've heard us say we do it for the fans. We we. This is called we do it to the fans. Fans sometimes like to get involved for better or worse with professional wrestling. Obviously, it's always to our benefit as the viewer to see what moron thinks that they should probably do something to do something to a wrestler. This this choice here is a particularly fun one because of all the wrestlers to try and mess with these guys probably picked this guy probably picked the worst two you could pop possibly ask for in any decade charlie take it away yeah, this isn't exactly ranger rick and norman smiley you know like you got dick murdoch and dick slater and uh so the match was it's from great american bash 91 it was paul the match was scheduled to be paulie and uh arn anderson versus rick steiner and missy hyatt yeah, WCW, and uh, these two guys <laughs> who you both coined as the Brian Johnsons, uh, this turned out to be Slater and Murdoch, come out, grab Missy, and start heading towards the back, and some fan finds that <clears throat> this is unjust. And he takes a swing at one of them, and I, I, he almost gets annihilated. I'm, I, they get their hands on him, but I think security is able to to, to break it up. This is just unbelievably stupid. Uh, and, and you got to wonder, you got to wonder about these fans. Um, do they think this is real or, or do they think they're going to get laid by Missy Hyatt? If, if they, if they defend her honor, 
Like, like these are what's the one fan? Remember the one fan had like the hotel? They put oh, exactly the where they're gonna be for Medusa. I think it was. Right. No, no, no. You're right. There you go. He just kind of showed it and then left. What did he just sit by the door all night? He like, probably did. Like, just come on, come on, and here's footsteps coming by. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you like Hanover pretzels? I got a bag. <laughs> Best part is seeing him sitting there with a nice romantic candle, and you keep going through them. And as the night goes, the candle gets lower and lower, just like his hoops. <laughs> yep. Oh God. Um, this is just really dumb. Like, like fans, they the, these guys are like these are adults. You know, they they probably have jobs of some kind, and and they're going to try to get involved with something like this. This, I forget what uh, state this was in, but. Um, <laughs> I'm sure whatever it was, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, this is it's Maryland, Baltimore, because it's a Great American Bash. That kind of does surprise me, actually. This was this was in I think I'm almost positive this was in Maryland. Maryland? Wow. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they booked that in Baltimore. You can do better, Maryland. You you got to do better. Uh, this is hilarious and just so dumb at the same time. That's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> I, I mean, summed it up pretty well. The look of the fact that these guys have these hats on—they look like both look like Brian Johnson from ACDC is the best part, uh, just in the look of it. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, you know, you don't fuck with dudes that wear that much denim, right? I mean, <laughs> you just don't. Like, you know, both their names are Dick, so they've been picked on their whole life. Then they get paired together. Then they got to wear denim. Then they're called the Hardliners, and they don't even get an ACDC entrance song. And they're going to go get them some Missy Hyatt, and you're going to interfere with it? No, no, no. Bad idea. Like, was this guy drunk? Was he... I don't know what, maybe he was a person who was triggered. Like some guys in denim kidnapped his mom when he was a kid. I don't know. Um, he just tried to molder himself. Some alien abductions here. It, it's funny in the sense that, that it's so brief and it's just kind of ignored by the commentators, but no one told the camera guys to cut away. Um, so you just see it happen. Uh, it, it's, you know, you would think that would be enough to keep people from, from ever interfering uh, in in a wrestling match ever again, but uh, clearly, clearly it hasn't. Um, I'm 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 happy that this gets its spot immortalized in our our Hall of Fame. So now uh, picking right back up with Charlie here. It's your turn. It's Charlie's turn for the host pickup. I am so sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I actually went back and watched this and. Um, I actually uh, heaved. I actually almost threw up. Uh, I, I just immediately had to turn it off. Um, this is the uh, <clears throat> this is the taste the tuna incident from <laughs> from uh, probably just two months ago. Uh, to set this up, this was some indie promotion, and uh, this is why wrestling has a bad name uh, with a lot of people. It's it's stupid crap like this. Uh, I'm sure if Vince thought he could have gotten away with it, he would have done it back in the 90s. So it's this wrestler named Priscilla Kelly. I don't know who the receiving end is, but this is the girl who does the move. Uh, She's got uh, her opponent sitting on a chair uh, in the crowd, and she stands back and the crowd's going nuts. And she actually says, and I quote, you'll want to taste the tuna. And (laughs) it's... (laughs) 
what? It's like, wh- what does that mean? You know, and, and she like says it with a lot of gusto. I, I, I can't bring myself to do it like she did because it's 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 truly just horrifying. Um, she proceeds to reach into her uh, trunks and pulls out a tampon. And <laughs> shoves it into her opponent's mouth and the crowd just goes nuts. And it's it's one of the most baffling things I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Uh, this is, uh, I love that this is, uh, it's, it's the kind of spot that you can only do once a month. Uh, so, <laughs> so the timing is pretty good. Um, and I don't know if this has ever been done before, but uh, like there's a, there's a little bit of, to say something positive, there's a little bit of innovation going on here. Uh, I don't, cause I, I, I just can't recall. Maybe it's happened. Maybe it hasn't, but I think this is the first, uh, time I've seen a female first blood match. And it's uh, and there's no winner. Like there's no winner. Like 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 because I was imagining like Jim Ross's commentary. Oh man, I was talking to Hebner in the back, and he he said that the flow was going to have to be intense. We're talking The Shining, yeah. You know? And <clears throat> and I I don't ever I wanted to do. My runner-up was the guy doing the Bam Bam headbutt spot, but with his head on fire. <laughs> and and I very much want to see that go in at some point. But there is just no way anything that I could have seen uh, over the last couple of months would ever top something like this. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I am happy to bestow an honor of induction into the Best of Luck spot Hall of Fame, the Taste the Tuna spot. Jason, what are your thoughts on Taste the Tuna? Well, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to Priscilla Kesley with her uh, Star Kiss endorsement. It is very well deserved. Um, I'm not as down on it as Charlie is. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's like, ugh, it's a little icky. Um, I get that as wrestling starts to evolve, it's, there's going to be all kinds of things attempted. And, and at least I could say this, at least it was like, uh, it, it seemed to be, that both people were in on it and agreed to it. Um, it it's a fun moment. So the, what was cool though, Charlie, as you said that you, you can't think of anything. That, so have you seen the follow-up oh, to this? <laughs> so oh, no. the, 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 when the tweets started making the rounds about, of course, you know, you, everyone's probably just wants to send this thing to Jim Cornette and it gets to the point. Joey Ryan got it. And that's how I saw it was on Joey Ryan's Twitter account. Um, he wound up having a match with Priscilla. Uh, this wasn't that long ago. And he goes for his King of Dong style flip. And she pukes into his trunks um, all over his junk um, and somehow wins. So she beat him with a fetish. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see that part. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 the thing that at least this is an ongoing saga. Um, that that is there the the moment itself i could have done without the taste the tuna thing (laughs) not because of the 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 line itself the delivery like she was so much bravado if she was in her face and it was a little more sinister that would have been kind of cool but the whole get ready to taste the tuna or however it was (laughs) was it, it took me out of the moment um and and the cool thing is is that uh the crowd was into it because imagine these poor women, because they look pretty beat up, 
have been going through all this to like this spot's gonna kill it's gonna do it it's gonna fucking rock and then you just get a dead crowd <laughs> with with maybe one guy in the back going nice that's all you would get i i would feel bad for them but yeah this this that was a good pick charlie nice one ready to pluck one right out of there i really can't have much more to add to it than what you guys have i think pretty much hit the nail on the head i did see the follow-up i i, I have i not. forgot about it until you mentioned it now I, it's uh now i have to see it i don't um, want to but it's like the Saw <laughs> movie franchise. Can it just be done? Damn it, there's another one. Guess I'll go. <laughs> oh, man. So now we have another category here. Uh, to end, uh, for, um, <laughs> this is called the Don't Try This at Home. <laughs> uh, best of luck spot. And, I mean, obviously, the with the name, like, we use a joke about this. <laughs> Charlie, he's a joke about this all the time. With the uh, obviously the, uh, I've I've had my cartilage taken out. I've had my knee reconstructed. I murdered my family. Somebody bit <laughs> Somebody my dick, dick off. <laughs> <laughs> but where we where we apply this? Wait, 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 is... wait, wait. We, we, you forgot Rey Mysterio's. I've torn four rotator cuffs in both <laughs> knees. Like all these really deep voices, like telling these horror stories, and then. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, watch your mouth, Charlie. Your Dominic's gonna bring his like six foot eight ass up here and kick door. Is he that big now? Oh, he's just big. Yeah, he's big. I don't know how big he is when he's standing next to his dad. It's like you're like yeah. maybe maybe Eddie was right. <laughs> he's so big, Ray could climb him to go grab the custody papers <laughs> in the match. <laughs> um. <laughs> Booya Kabuya uh, six foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the I, and I'm gonna need some help from you guys with this because the I have not seen the full extended clip that you sent just earlier, Jason's. But I know the background. This is this is kind of a this is backyard guys uh, in a sense, like. Um, but in in this, the reason this is separate from the Warrior Ward is this is actually guys trying to reap replicate something they've seen actually happen like the the going off the roof with the white noise we haven't seen Sheamus do that yet I'm holding off to see if we see it this year Wrestlemania maybe we do I'm not positive but this spot with uh that we're about to talk about kind of done I think late 80s um USWA with Jerry Lawler and and uh super, and um hot stuff Eddie Gilbert they did a spot where Jerry like he gets hit by a car. It's pretty <laughs> horrific. Like, and I, I'm, and if I'm misquoting this, like, obviously I know I, like, I, I appreciate people chime in and like correct me on it, but I've, I've only seen this once, but I remember once I, I recalled it once I saw this while we're out to talk about it. I, it was an awesome angle in Memphis. Like Memphis was always known for very hot, sometimes very way over the top angles that blurred that line between like man this seems like this is some real shit going on jerry i hope he's okay <laughs> you know and uh this is hilarious because i don't even know where this is taking place it looks like like in a field somewhere <laughs> a couple of guys are deciding deciding to have a match when all of a sudden like a 1997 ford escort comes barreling in <laughs> And it just wipes out one of the guys. The guy, like, he kind of times a bit of a jump. The car hits him, and he kind of twirls up in the air for a little bit before he comes down to the ground. Now, there's some more elements to it, but I wanted to set it up with that. I want to turn it to Jason to kind of 
plug in some more details to it because there's a lot more to it than that. Um, well, the beginning of the extended cut, the Ridley Scott version of this, well, <laughs> uh, right after Rutger Howard says, we're all just tears in the rain. Um, like you, it starts off with a guy, go, wait, what? And a guy is lighting what looks like a fire poker with bandages on it on fire, walks over to a dude who is, uh, so cartoony dizzy. He's missing the stars flying around his head. Um, and he just whacks him in the head. It's a nice little, <laughs> and the guy sits there. And then they all stand back and go, "Oh, what's that?" And then ten seconds later, here comes the car, um, who hits the one poor fuck who already got whacked in the head as he hits the roof of the car, and then the windshield, and then uh, or the hood, excuse me, then the windshield, and then flies somewhere. Um, meanwhile, the guy in the red shorts who did the hitting, who was nowhere near the car attempts to do a backflip and it's it's great and the ref jumps out of the way um the the ref goes and checks on the guy i'm, I'm not going to spoil something here that's someone else's bit but when they pan back and i dubbed him mason statham just stepped out of the car <laughs> in in a homemade off of etsy mask because it's got like ears on the top uh stands there and just looks while another camera guy is over. And says, so there's multiple angles of this. We've got to find it. The, the, another camera guy comes over and gets to his face. The guy no-sells everything. And I can't tell if he's pleased with his work, if he's confused with his work. But either way, I'm deducting points because he did not do a one-liner. That's a one-liner moment. You guys validate and then just turn around and pee. <laughs> but he didn't do it. Um, but this, this, I mean, this truly deserves, uh, deserves the spot it's in 100%. Because that's the stupidest before, thing I've ever seen. Obviously, like I left out like one of the biggest homages this could be to is Survivor Series 99 when Austin gets hit by the that's car what, as well. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, um, and I've, that was just dumb for me to leave that out at the top. But Charlie, go ahead and fill in the rest because you, this is, this is your spot. Okay. Um, Here it comes. There's, there's no way that uh, this could have gone to anything else, this award. Uh, this was – I remember laughing so hard. <laughs> I think I fell out of my chair the first time I saw this um, and because there's so many layers to the hilarity. Uh, the, they call the car coming. They're like, hey, oh, no, and we can't see what, what, what's coming as an audience, which is what makes it so funny because <laughs> we don't think it's a car. And, and yeah, it's a field. I call it the field of screams. Uh, <laughs> like this, I have no idea where this is. And the, the, so this car hits this guy and he sells it just like that guy, basically in the, in the, in the Beverly Brothers spot. Uh, he completely flips upside down, as uh, Gorilla Monsoon used to say, 360. Uh, it's great. But what, what's so funny to me about this is the other guy, that Jason alluded to the guy who hit him in the head with a, with a, like a two by four that was lit on fire. <laughs> and it does make a funny sound. Um, it's like, I don't, it's like the happening just showed up and punched him in the face because he is selling nothing. Uh, it's, it's like he sells getting hit by the car as well. And yet nothing happened to him that he just flies into the air on his own. Uh, and uh, it, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, but and then it's like, oh, my God, like this couldn't possibly get any better. And then it does, because the referee, there's a referee here, by the way, in this field. 
goes up to the guy who just got hit by the car, pats him like three or four times, like, are you okay? And then he looks up and then he pats the car. <laughs> like, you all right? All right. <laughs> like, what'd you say, Will? A, a 97 Ford Escort? I, I just threw that out there. No, I know, but that's perfect. Let's is this the is this the alternate ending to Bumblebee? <laughs> just like John Cena just gets wiped out by... <laughs> springboard stunner to the car. Yeah. <laughs> the car is the springboard stunner to Cena. Soundwave, no! <laughs> the Ford Escort. Um... And then, yeah, because this was the first time today was the day that I had seen this uh, extended cut. And, yeah, this guy gets out of the car with this mask. And instead of, like, people going up to uh, restrain him (laughs) for for attempting vehicular manslaughter, everyone just kind of stares in awe at him. Even the camera angles are are, are low to make him look really tall. (laughs) And it's kind of this big epic reveal. You know, I, and I'll yeah. be honest. I kind of want to see where this storyline's going. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm intrigued. I am very intrigued. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it's it's a solid pick. It's a very solid pick for the um, for don't try this at home. You know, again, like it it runs kind of parallel to Jason's host pick in a way, and that's there's some of these backyard ones that are just simply tragic. Like this is hilarious because it's like, why on earth would you, why for, I mean, all the elements, the field, a, a wandering referee, looks a little, the, the car, the, the bump, the, after the, after the, in the aftermath, the referee checking on the car has just got so many great bits. Do you, do you think and, the guy in red, Charlie chickened out? That he was supposed to get hit too, and that's what happened. I hope so. Because <laughs> uh, I ain't taking it. Yeah, he at the last second. Oh, I, I didn't agree to the spot. He listened uh, to his voice. He listened to the "Don't do this." He went okay, but I got to make it. I can't just walk away. And the thing is, we never see him again. So whatever got him, got him good. It would have been great if you could combine the two spots, like the Owen Hart pile driver, and it lands perfectly on the car as it's coming by. <laughs> My God! Oh, this is an uh, excellent, excellent best of luck spot. All right, so my host pick them uh, to kind of preface it, like. Harley Race, like, obviously, like, is well-known for the NW, his NWA run. And there are a lot of people that do know and they remember his King Harley Race run in WWF. Like, it's kind of in those last years of Harley, so it's not like you're going to get the best work you've seen out of him. Heck, we saw him in our first show, and it was like, it wasn't fantastic work, but it's still Harley Race. So you you give it a pass, and it's and you're, you're kind of hoping for those glimmers of the past that you're going to see. Well, in the 80s, like, obviously, like, what could have been a huge storyline is having him and Hulk Hogan feud. And there's all, obviously I, I'm not going to go too big into it. You, you all have heard about when Harley race jumped, come in, came into that WWF event and he just slapped Hogan across the, the across the ribs or whatever. And just, you know, intimidates him completely like out of the building and everything. And, um, you know, then he, he of course gets, he gets into WWF and it's like, well, what are you going to do with him? And he has a, at first before the injuries start kind of catching up to him, like a pretty decent, like middle, like a mid card heel push, you know, it may be slightly arcing towards the main event, but never really breaking into it. It, 
it, it really comes to a, a really cool head for him in 88, though, when I believe he and Hogan are working like kind of a kind of Hogan in between big storylines, you know, main event or whatever. Like it's 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 one that comes to a head on Saturday night's main event, 1988, I believe. They had been working some house shows. So this spot, this is not the first time this spot had been broken out, but they're they get to brawling on the outside, which has got to be Harley races like wheelhouse. Like, I mean, it's, it's, you just don't do this. Uh, even if you're Terry, you know, Terry, don't, don't do it, Terry. And lo and behold, like Harley gets Hogan set up on a table and it's like, I got to take this to the next level. If I'm going to destroy Hulkamania <laughs> and, <laughs> and literally he goes to another level. He gets on the ring apron and attempts what, you know, it's maybe it's a headbutt, maybe it's double axe handle, like however you want to interpret. I think most people go with the headbutt. And Hogan gets out of the way, and Ray's just takes this ugly spill like through this table, finishes the match, and it's revealed later. And there has there's been differing opinions on this if this is where it happened that he suffered pretty substantial like internal injuries with this, and it pretty much led to the end of his career. Really? So this this is a best luck spot for the career for Harley Race. But it's so funny when you watch this because Hogan does a great job of timing it, getting out of the way, it, and it, getting out of the way sort of like Undertaker with Shane, like he waits till the right moment to do it so it doesn't <laughs> look completely phony. But this is 80s table breaks in pro wrestling and like like on Saturday Night's main event, no less. So like like this really, this this is so far ahead of its time in a way. And to see Harley do it, of all people, at this stage of his career, just take this awful bump through this table. And I mean, I, again, from what I'd read, they had, they had been working house shows, so I think they had done this. So this wasn't like the first time they'd done it, but there's obviously an issue with the table in this case or the way that Harley hits it. And it's it, 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 to circle back to the very beginning with the Daniel Bryan, this is clearly a fuck. As <laughs> soon as Harley hits it, it just... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and he finishes the match. God love him because he's the toughest man that's ever lived. Uh, so that's my pick. I just I, it's an oldie. It's not really like it's definitely not on par with some of the other ones in terms of, uh, uh, you know, a wow factor. But it's just so funny to watch Harley race at this stage, do a table bump to Hogan. <laughs> and um, but Jason, what are your what are your thoughts on this one? I think it's amazing that with all this that have been nominated. I mean, we've got dumbasses jumping off the roof, attempted murder with a cinder block, tuna tasting parties. We get Harley Race and Hulk Hogan to join into this of of whatever. And but it is it it's it it legitimizes our Hall of Fame, William. So great pick. Uh it it, it is a uh it is interesting to see Hogan just get up and go, uh-uh. I mean, all he was missing was just a finger wag and a shante away to be like, nope, I've taken out the king. But Harley just splats right on there. And I'm surprised, as as tough as we hear Harley is and everything, that there wasn't a mic pickup of, of God damn it, or just something. Just, just, just something just so guttural. And you, to keep going, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's so simple. It's it's so clean. It, it's great. I'm I'm glad it's here. Charlie, uh, what do you think of Harley going through the table? I, I just want, what a sentence. Uh, 
I just want to say, yeah, of course, like it doesn't matter if like what Hall of Fame it is, if it's pro wrestling related, Hogan finds a way to get in. <laughs> Even though he doesn't really contribute anything to this other than protecting his own ass. Uh, I do remember this. Um, and it's very it's it's sad that I did not know that this contributed to the end of Harley's career. I didn't know that, but the way it doesn't take away from the fact that the way he lands on the table is so like seventies, eighties wrestler trying to do something that's more in the modern era. Um, like Hogan has a great equivalence for this. Hogan uh, is one of the worst people that swings a chair. Uh, he's really bad at it. And um, the only person who's worse is Lance storm. But yeah, so Harley race, it's the way he lands on the table and then he just kind of holds it and it makes like, cause the table doesn't break all the way, but, right. but I feel like he stays on it and tries to get it to break. <laughs> like, like, like nobody beats me, not even a table. Come on, come on. And it is weird to see a table spot back then because the earliest that I even remember something like that is once again, another Hulk Hogan incident with um, earthquake back at the, I think it was SummerSlam 90. Uh, where he where he body slams earthquake on the table and basically just misses the table and just fuck you earthquake. <laughs> Tenta. Tenta. Yeah. Um, I love that Harley race tried to do this. Uh, this is, this is great. This is a great little moment for him. Uh, very memorable. And um, yeah, I'm glad it's here. And I agree with Jason. Uh, this could be in here for no other reason than just to justify uh, the Hall of Fame, be, because that this is like the most legitimate pro wrestling that we uh, that I feel that we have in here. <clears throat> I mean, we and again, like I just want to clarify, like I mean, obviously Harley wrestles after this, but this is this contributes a lot to the end for for poor Harley. But I, I it's one of those it's one of those runs that goes under the radar. Like clearly, like uh, Harley Race in the WWE is not like a, a stellar run. It's got some memorable moments. Definitely, like, being the king has feud with uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, like, there's, there's, some, there's some really cool moments that are, that are there for him. Clearly, the wrestling part isn't as, as well-remembered. But just watching the spot. Because, oh, the thing always gets me, too, is Harley Race and Thurman Merman look like the exact same person. <laughs> so I keep thinking that that kid from Bad Santa is taking that bomb. Becomes Harley Race. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, oh, so now to round it out here our final like our, our final special category here is the are you not sports entertained and it's it this one's all jason here he's he's the one who i believe he's the one who found it he has got the most commentary on this so take it away sir well, you got to headline something. There's only one person you can go with, and that's Jesus. You got Sandig, and you've got Joey Janela. You've got a ta- you've got a truck with light bulbs in the back, I guess, and they're on fire. <laughs> what makes it worse? They're on the roof of a building that's twenty to twenty-five feet taller than the bed of this truck. I don't know how they got up there. I'd love to see it. Does it you know, it's like, it's like what kind of match goes, hold on, I need to climb this thing. And everyone just climbs and they get up there and they continue. And, and once again, I think it's a white noise or a DVD. I don't know. Maybe that's what these assholes, the, my pick earlier, were trying to do. So we come full circle. Um, but you see Zandig holding Joey Janela. 
and then they just plummet. <laughs> and plummet's the best word. I think they met terminal velocity. It was so high. Um, and then just crash into the back of this this truck on fire with light bulbs. <laughs> um being a friend of mine used to joke about what's the most extreme match. And we used to say that there would be a pit full of flaming puppies. And the way you win the match, the way you win the match was to take an AIDS infected needle and stab your opponent with it. This trumps that uh, a lot because I, I never thought I'd see something like this. I'd seen it clips before um, when we started talking about the, this best luck spot hall of fame. I was like this, there's no way that this can be ignored. Um, I went and found one and luckily it's one from several different cell phone videos. Um, one of my favorite ones is everyone is kind of staring and standing, waiting for this to happen. And we're behind some lady and she just goes, oh, my God, it's raining. <laughs> it's it's so poetic because then it starts raining men um, and, as they jump and plummet to the earth. This is is truly great. Um, Joey Janela is part of AEW and he's they somehow signed a wrestler who guess what? He's injured. I <laughs> can't wrestle. Um, but apparently he's a cool dude when it comes to wrestling he has these great big events every year around wrestlemania weekend where he just takes like the absurd parts of wrestling oh no <laughs> <laughs> well we lost jason oh, oh god <laughs> oh, jesus <laughs> he, he got he got struck by the zandog <laughs> down writing notes and I hear and I just what the hell is that and I look at my phone and his name is gone (laughs) (laughs) wow shit man did Jason just leap into another person's body (laughs) oh boy he leaped into Zandog Zandog. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a podcast without the word without it um without it betraying me at least once. And I I think we need to change the the spelling of dog to D A W G. That would be the two thousand one version of um. He comes out to some new metal garbage. Oh God, that was so good. Come on, kick out, kick, kick out, out, kick, kick, kick out, out, damn it, out, the, the, damn it. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what he says? Yes, it is. Good, so good. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> What's the red rooster going to do? What's the red rooster going to do? I just I love how you're a champion for J, evil JR. Oh, I love it. It's so bad. Like it this is clearly like we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> evil JR. That's the best way to come. Didn't he grow facial hair for that? Like, I don't I I just the best part is like when he gets in the ring with Michael Cohen, he's like, why can't you look at me, Michael? Why can't 
Why can't you look at me? Why? Hey, Jason. Hey, man. <laughs> it couldn't have timed out better when you when you dropped because we were both like, Jesus, <laughs> he took the ball. We couldn't stop doing it. Back. Well, goodbye, my friend. <laughs> I love how immediately he gives up on cactus. I remember it now. Kick out, kick now. Damn it. Well, goodbye, my friend. <laughs> Joey Janela spring breaks are highlights of WrestleMania weekend. I don't generally watch them that weekend because um, there's just too much stuff going on, but I've caught them later. Uh, he takes the absurdity of wrestling. He embraces it. Um, I love it. If you... If you've seen it, the first one he had the battle royal, or the second one there was a battle royal with an invisible man. Someone passing a stone this week? It's not me. I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be an asshole. But, <laughs> I'm like crying. Will Will Will's got me thinking about that Jr. thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Evil Jim Ross. Sorry. Well, it's not even that. It's it's the last man standing match with Triple H. Like that call at the end is so perfect. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> what makes it even better is that he was back a month later. <laughs> but I said goodbye, my friend. Damn it. <laughs> That was a severing of the ties. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm already, it's all right, man. I've already emotionally separated from you. You're just. Oh my god. It's like it was like coming in waves. Like I'd laugh a little, then stop, and then I'd laugh a lot. Oh. Well, it wasn't. I was. It wasn't that until I started hearing. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I thought something was wrong. <laughs> I'm actually like sweating in my home from laughing so hard. Charlie, I only wish I only wish that we could go back in time and bring that spot to a point where we were watching a play and there's a death scene and we looked at each other and said, Well kick out, kick out, Will, this has to, you, you've got to do like bloopers after the freaking episode ends because this is great. And, and the longer you can make the pause, the, the better, the funnier it is. Like, well, oh, goodbye, God. my friend. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. Okay. Woo. All right. I, I think it's out of my system. You sure? I hope. Cactus Jack. <laughs> It's not. Kick out cactus. It's, it's so blatant. It's, oh my god. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So are we ready? Yes, yes. Jason. I'm sorry. All right. So, no, it's cool. So Joey Janela has these great shows. They're absurd. They embrace the absurdity that is wrestling sometimes. I can't remember which one. There was a, a battle royal that the invisible man eliminated like three or four people. It was pretty awesome. Um, Cause it's just, you get guys to get in there and just like sell for it. And, and the fact that the crowd is so into it uh, and, and just buys into it really great. Um, you know, 
Zandig is, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't know if he was, was like King of the death match or whatever. Um, I mean, I really only knew him from the Botchamania intro. And then once I saw this video, did a little bit of digging, uh, Janelle is hurt now, of course, um, has, has, was somehow signed to a brand new company while still not being cleared to wrestle. So that ought to show that someone's got some kind of faith in him. Um, but I don't want this to go on like a Goldberg match or excuse me, not Goldberg match. <laughs> of course, of course. I would. <laughs> kick out, kick out, Jason. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> oh my god! You said, you, it literally stopped. It's like I don't want this to be like a Goldberg match, or let me say a Goldberg. <laughs> it doesn't like the word Goldberg. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't like that. So I, I guess we would have to go without that from now on. I don't know. I'm doing it again. <laughs> Jason, we'll just go ahead and move on from. Sure. <laughs> Dude, it's a bad luck charm. <laughs> but uh, no, it's like what I found about this to be hilarious is that, like, A, Janela kind of did exactly what we talked about. I was like, I don't think I want to do this. And Zandig's like, uh, it's already set up, bro. We're, we're doing this. <laughs> oh, you're going to take it. There's also barbed wire inside the car that we can't see that, like, shreds his knee. Like, I think he oh, gets really hurt. Oh. He gets hurt really bad after this, I think. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he gets hurt really bad after the spot. Which which he are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think from the his Steve Austin podcast, I think he says he's still got a piece of glass like under his skin. Oh god. Yeah. So it, it this epitomizes this truly in a way epitomizes a best of luck box. It's just like every possible like way to raise the stakes and make this a little bit more absurd. This thing has it. Charlie, what do you think of it? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. These guys aren't dead. No. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was trying to figure out like, are you not sports entertained? Like, <clears throat> like what does that uh, signify? And basically it was like, well, it's, it's gotta be the most goddamnedest uh, best of luck spot that you've seen. And, and I was like, well, I don't remember this spot, so I, I hope so. So when I looked at it this morning, um, I think I'd rather taste the tuna. <laughs> yeah, because, yes, I would never. Who in, the, who in their right mind would agree to this? And, and I love the video, <clears throat> or the, the video on YouTube, because it's basically like three different camera angles with three different audio commentaries of, uh, oh, my God, is he going to do it? And, and and then like just no no like you can hear that and uh, you, you just there's a bunch of that um, the fire like I love fire because if if fire is involved automatically it's in the conversation of whether or not it should be here and this is um, awful this is so like it's not cinder block awful so yes I think I would rather take this than the cinder block but that's that's like a special mention. Um, this is absolutely insane and it very much uh, deserves are you not sports entertained because I think it fits the the criteria that I'm looking for and they are they are doing it for the fans because <laughs> there's no way they're doing this for themselves one of the saddest one nominations that didn't quite make the top five from the fans was 
there's one in a gym where they decide to do a table spot and they set it on fire. And by the time they get up to the top rope to do their spot through the table, <laughs> the fire goes out. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy falls like Lance Storm's chair shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, super it's, slow. It's not a best of luck spot, really, but More it's just bot, sad. <laughs> yeah. It's I just <laughs> the table's like, I ain't taking it, brother. I'm not taking this. <laughs> table refuses. Um, <laughs> but uh that kind of rounds it out then. I mean, like any any final thoughts, guys? On... <laughs> <laughs> you know well, what? Uh, I think we can speak I for Jason. I think we just ended here. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> Please follow Jason at the Jason Kiesler. Yes. And, I, am uh, at, I am at CM underscore stabs. I'm at William Rinkin 83. Please continue. Uh, <laughs> You know, send us your thoughts on what you thought of the Best Luck Spot Hall of Fame. What, what you'd want to see next year. We're gonna, we are gonna post these, so you will be able to see these to kind of follow along with if you want as well while you're listening. So, um, we're gonna be, uh, we're of course on Twitter at New Blood Pod. We're on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. Our next episode, it's gonna be one or the other. It's either gonna be the next Clash of the Champions episode, or it's gonna be the the Japan Super Show that we know happened already that uh we i think has already happened before super brawl so it depends on if we can get that footage if we can do it then we will uh, otherwise we'll be linking up with another clash of the champions for the next episode so until then thank you all for participating in the best luck spot hall of fame and enjoy wrestlemania kick out jason i don't how in the hell is cactus even moving i don't even understand how he's moving i don't understand how he's alive jr and i don't think I think Triple H just wants him to stop. His dream is motivating him, King. Cactus' lifelong dream of main eventing at WrestleMania is keeping him in the hunt. Oh my God, this will finish it. Everybody's going for the pedigree. No dream is worth it. That's it. That's gotta be it. No dream was worth this. Kick out! Kick out, Cactus! Goodbye, my friend. That's the goodbye. Goodbye, Cactus. Thanks for the great memories, buddy. You're going to be missed, Cactus. Godspeed, Mick Foley.